Blog Talk Radio. Let your power fall when your name is called. Prove the doubters wrong. God, you're still mine and strong. So fight this battle for me. And help my unbelief So I can tell all my friends You won again That you have won again Let your power Because there is power 
in the name of Jesus. It is at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. There's no other name given under heaven to men whereby we must be saved but at the name of Jesus. And on this Saturday afternoon, we want the power of the Lord to fall in our life, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus told us in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So certainly we thank God for that uh, song of worship on, on this afternoon. I'm reminded of the hymn. The hymn writer says, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. And it is in God, it is in Him that we live and move and have our being. And we are nothing without God. We cannot do anything without God. Once again, we are at W. You can tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. All our shows are archived. You can like us on Facebook at Global Gospel. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And all you have to do is just click on the link. We thank God for all of our listeners in the north, south, the east, and the west. And we're going to open up our lines later uh, for you to call in. We do want you to let us know that you are listening. I know so many people tell me, oh, I listened in. But please call in and let us know that you're listening. If you need to contact us or write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, zip code 11550. You can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Again, I thank you for listening. Our theme here comes from 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. And certainly it is our prayer that everyone would uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For Matthew 24 and 14 says, And if this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And we have to get the message out about Jesus Christ. Salvation, and I'm told and, and believe that it is comprehensive. Anything you want, you can find in the gospel. The gospel speaks to the trichotomy of man, the body, the soul, and the spirit. If you have a physical problem, the gospel will heal you. If you have a mental problem, the gospel will heal you. If you have a spiritual problem, the gospel is there for you. The gospel of Jesus Christ tells us of the virgin birth, his life, his burial, his death, his resurrection. And we are grateful today that Christ died for us and that he died for our sins. We have a special guest that will be joining us in a few minutes, so we want you to continue to stay uh, tuned to uh, global gospel 
here on Black Talk Radio. We're going to listen, uh, take another break. Uh, this song is the Williams Brothers. Uh, it simply says, I won't let go my faith. And in a day and a time and an hour like this, we cannot afford to let go of our faith because if you let it go, you may not be able to get it back. So we need to grab on to God, to his word, and don't let go. God bless you. Stay tuned.
Amen. Thank God. Williams Brothers, holding to my faith. Is anybody holding on to their faith? Is anybody trusting and believing God? Perhaps you had a rough week on this week, but uh, tomorrow is Sunday, and tomorrow starts a brand-new day. It starts a brand-new week, and even today is, a, is another day uh, for the Bible declares that we have new mercies every day, and God's mercy uh it may have uh you may have used it on yesterday and you may need it again today but whatever you done on yesterday or whatever happened to you just put it behind you and look forward to the things on tomorrow look forward to the things on today because Christ is our hope of glory and we don't want to uh get depressed and down and out and bogged down in our troubles because once you get depressed and then it leads to oppression and then you're in a state where you in an endless cycle of something that it seems like you just cannot get out of. So just hold on to your faith because without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we thank God uh, for for that song. And every now and then we need a song just to encourage our spirit to um, get our mind right To keep us on track And we have our uh, Special guest in studio With us today In the person of Bishop Abram Dixon God bless you Bishop How are you? I'm fine God bless you sir All is well That's good I'm uh, delighted to uh, have you In studio with us today And um for our listening audience, those that just tuned in, you're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and our special guest is uh, Bishop Abram B. Dixon. And uh, we're going to be talking more today, uh, this afternoon, about God's kingdom. I met uh, Bishop Dixon. Um, well, I'll let him introduce himself uh, when he begins to talk, but I met him a few years ago in uh, Miami, Florida. And uh, we were having a conversation, and he is a uh, well-traveled, world-traveled preacher, and we were having a conversation, and I was talking about how much I dislike flying. And, uh, of course, I trust and believe in God, and I, I even trust him more when I'm on a plane. But uh, he said to uh, me and uh, my brother, and he said, you know, if you don't fly, you will limit yourself. And uh, so we, I thank God that he is here, and he is a person that does not limit himself. He's a TV personality, he's a radio personality, he's a revivalist. Uh, he was just here in uh, New York just on this week, um, and he is from the uh, city uh, of uh, Houston, Texas, uh, Renewed Mind Ministry. And uh, we're just going to listen to a little bit of William Murphy, and then we'll be right back with uh, Bishop Abram B. Dixon, this world-traveled preacher, and certainly he will share his ministry and share what God has given him for this hour, for this day, and this time for God's people. God bless you. Stay tuned. Global Gospel. For favor, this is my season to reap what I have. 
But I sure been faithful See, God's got a purpose And I know He's evil I've got to see in the ground That He's blessing No more stressing I've got to see in the ground Now I'm knowing And it's showing This is my season. God bless you. You're listening to Global Gospel. And here in studio is Bishop Abram Dixon. Our call-in number here is 319-527-6060. And we will open up the line in a few minutes. Bishop, how are you? You spoke to us. You're all the way from uh, uh, Texas. Uh, how long have you been in ministry? Two we had a uh, sorry. We had a little technical difficulty. Uh, Bishop, uh, uh, all the way from Texas, Bishop Abram Dixon. God bless you, Bishop. Are you there? I'm here. God bless you. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Can you uh, hear me? Think, yes, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I've I've been preaching since I was 16, um, and I'm 52 now. Okay, so, so you, you're still young. Yeah, I'm, I'm right in the midways. I'm halfway. I'm at the halfway mark. <laughs> Thank God I made it. Thank God I made it. Uh, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a miracle within itself to be able to say I made it out of all of the things that I have been through to make it through this season, to make it to be over 50, you know. Um, right, it's a blessing. Um, my background is I'm a PK kid, you know. So all of us who understand that terminology, PK kid, <laughs> and uh, so, so you had a choice, but you didn't have a choice, but you made the right choice. Yes, yes, <laughs> I I had, I had a choice. Uh, I did not have a choice, um, but I made some choices that if the destiny that on my life um, wasn't as strong and as defined as the, the mistakes would have continued. Uh, those of us who are who, who can understand about calling and ministry of gifting, uh, most of the time, and let, let me just throw this out here too, uh, most of the people who are called to teach the gospel of God has given them a little bit of to and I and People who are really called will run from it. Did you get that? Yes. They, they run from it uh, because... Uh, anyone who's running to it, uh, be very careful to decipher where they're going. Um, 
Make you recognize your calling God in your life. Everything is going to go simply because the enemy does not want you to walk in the He does not want you to walk in the calling. Being called after is another. Right. Can you hear? Can you hear me good now? A little, a little bit. All right. Let me uh, let me try something else. Hold on a second. Is this a little better? Yes, sir. Yes, Bishop. We hear you loud and clear. Okay. So we have to be very careful when we see people who run to. Uh, the assignment of a preacher, a pastor, evangelist, a prophet, uh, anything concerning the fivefold ministry, because if you're really called and anointed to do it, you run from it first. Right. Simply because all of the things that you're going to have to endure and encounter uh, to reach destiny. Um, one thing about God is God never, he calls you and he doesn't tell you what you're going to have to go through to reach the maximum potential. That's true. Yeah, because most of us would, would run the other way. We run it already, and we don't have a full glimpse of, <laughs> of what this is going to cost. So imagine if God gave us a full uh, uh, syllabus of all of the things that we're going to have to go through. Um, it, it would run us the other way. But being a PK kid, um, I, I grew up in the uh, United Holiness Church. Pentecostal Church, and I, I was born in United Holiness Church. We moved to Philadelphia. My family joined the Church of God in Christ, so I am a Kojic child. And, uh, and then moving back the to the Grand Jersey, Old Church. Yeah, the Grand Old Church. You, you know, <laughs> there, there, there's nothing like that, the Grand Old Church. Uh, and then moving back to New Jersey, uh, as a teenager, I started playing and uh, playing the drums and other things and then went later on to the organ and stuff. So uh, I joined a deliverance church. That's where we went to church at nighttime. And so uh, my pastor at that time was Bishop Wayne L. Johnson, and he uh, came out of deliverance church, Apostle Tour Skinner. So, you know, once you start playing and now, you know, once, once you get where you can really play, you go to the Baptist church and to the Methodist <laughs> church and so all of these places that God has allowed me to go into uh, fed what God was eventually going to do in my life. So I thank God for every station and every experience. And uh, every pastor that I serve uh, left a fingerprint on my life. And so I'm, I'm highly grateful for that. That's a blessing. We're, we're living in a generation that uh, we were talking about something and uh, me and your brother are really good friends. Actually, I talked to him just the other night. Uh, and we talked about several things. And we, one of the things in the kingdom, I don't know if this direction is going, but I'll mention it while I'm here. One of the things in the kingdom is that we have grown so title-driven. Everybody has a title. Just true. Things in the kingdom. Yeah, and we're so title-driven that sometimes we lose the work of the ministry, the work of the kingdom. And uh, uh, let me put it this way. 
Bishop Noel Jones said something very profound. He says, uh, we're living in a season where people are trying to do with titles what they can't do with their anointing. Mm. I think I want to say that again. People are trying to do with titles what they cannot do with the anointing. You don't have the anointing for the title, but you, you have the title. Um, right. But I want to suggest to those who are young in ministry, who are just doing this, I've been doing this 36 years, um, if you've got it, it doesn't matter what they call you. You know, at the end right. of the day, whatever your card says, whatever your title is, when we put a microphone in your hand, we're going to know whether you walk and operate in that level of calling and gifting. And for any young preachers, it takes time. It takes time to get, you know, uh, to master the craft and to to experience the, the wounds and the scars. And you, you can't be, you can't be, Anybody's bishop and archbishop and chief apostle without scars, <laughs> and scars right. take time. You, you'll never fall down and, and, and get a scar on your leg if you if you you know from the concrete if you stay in the house. Right, right. You kind of see what I'm saying. And, you'll never scrape right. your leg on the concrete if you stay in the house. You've got to go outside the house and walk on the concrete, and, and you might fall down, you might slip, and you get a concrete you know scab. But, you know, if there's some things that don't that'll never happen to you, you'll never experience until you move to the next level and next dimension, and that's how we get some scars. But the scars are there as as evidence of your experience, and that's how you can help someone. And, so and you know what, Bishop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the thing uh, to uh, just to go along with what you're saying, everybody today is so trendy. And you know, people mm-hmm. follow people follow fashion trends, and and the same thing is true in in the church world. People follow, uh, as you say, with title uh, title trends, and I I find that a lot of um, people they try instead of uh, building their own identity, they try to mm-hmm. imitate um, other people, and I I mm-hmm. think that um, we aren't encouraged enough to um, have our own identity um, was well, yes, not sir. the case of everybody, but people really need mm-hmm. to uh, make make find their own identity and stick with that because you can only be good at being you. That's the ber- best person that you can be good at. And then once that, you start following the crowd, you, you missed it already. Yeah, the, the only thing you can perfect is you. you. You can be the best. The only thing you can really be the best at is be the best you. You you can't be the best Juanita Bynum. You can because Juanita Bynum is the best Juanita Bynum. You can only be the best you. Um, like you said, it's it's trendy now, and it's a shame, but it's trendy in the kingdom. Um, but let me just throw this out there for free. You said something that's important. A couple months ago, we were doing a uh, a workshop. It was a conference that I was at, and we were doing a workshop, and we were speaking to those that are in leadership, pastors, um, and all of those who serve in 
capacity, any capacity of leadership. When we got to we got to the portion that we were going to try to pour into the pastors, um, one of the things that I said in the seminar was the same thing you said. It's trendy now. Titles are trendy now, and it's about who has the biggest title and you know that kind of thing. Um, but the best thing we can do and the best advice we can give to young pastors and preachers is to build your brand. To build your brand. The scripture says, I will make, God told Abraham, I will make your name great. Now I'm going to give you a second to shout on that one right there. God told Abraham, I will make your name great, not your title. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. So, um, you know, that's part of the branding. Like you said, building your branding. Then I use an example. I said, uh, the greatest among us, the greatest among us in, in our lifetime and, and before, Billy Graham. You don't have to have any prefix in front of his name. You can go to mm. China and say Billy Graham. And everybody you, you knows. Going with that? Right. Everybody knows. Uh, right. Joel Osteen. They don't say Pastor Joel Osteen. They don't, you know, they don't say Apostle. They don't, they say Joel Osteen. All Roberts. A man I played for in my young days, uh, his name was R.W. Shambach, one of the most anointed men on the planet. R.W. Shambach. Billy Graham, Oral Roberts, Fred Price, Kenneth Hagin. So they took the time to build their Miles Monroe. Right. Well, those are all people that, you know, they they have great legacy and um, right. What what's constant about that is um, what you said when you mentioned uh, Billy Graham. The message was very simple and um, uh, about Jesus Christ. And if you stick with if you stick with Jesus, you can't go wrong. And you you've been in a lot mm-hmm. of places um, with a lot of uh, different people over the years, and you've seen um, you've seen all the trends, and you've seen different uh, cultures meet together, and um, and people have uh, probably overcomplicated uh, salvation. What what would you say is the the constant, the the basic for somebody that you know they may not know who Christ is, or they they be, may be on the fence, or what what would you what kind of uh, wisdom or impartation or what kind of message would you give them? I think that uh, Billy Graham is probably the most prolific in the area of presenting Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, he's proven. I mean, the man fills out baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. And, and and he didn't deal with all of the theological things that we learn in seminary. He, he didn't deal with, you know, spend his two hours talking about Demonology and eschatology and soteriology. He didn't go into, you know, describing the seven bowls and the seven trumpets and, you know, uh, too extensive uh, research on Greek and Hebrew and Arabic. 
his message, his calling was to lead you to Christ. And right. then prayerfully you would go somewhere else to get all of the equipment that you would need to further go and disciple. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think he had the best strategy for that. And it was simple. Like you, you said something very profound. It was simple and clear where a child could get it, a seven-year-old could get it, as well as a 70. It was a simple message of Christ is here to forgive you. There's no mistake. There's no sin that you could do or have done that God will not forgive you. He's died so that salvation and eternal life would be made available to those who would receive him. Behold, I stand the door not. You know, he made the message simple. Christ loves you enough to die for you, to give his life as ransom for you. And if any man being Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away, you can be uh uh you can be released from your past. Your past does not have to define you. And and that 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 was the simplicity of it. You know, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, and that's a big thing. No matter what you've done, you you've seen ex convicts come down crying. I've been to a meeting where Billy Graham was at Madison Square Garden years years ago when I was young when I was young, and I mean people were walking out there ex convicts that I just got out of prison last week, and I did twenty years and. It took me this long to come to a meeting and find Christ, to believe that God could love me out of all the mistakes that I made. That was the simplicity of the message. And I think that's right. still prevalent today. You know, uh, out of all the things that we do, you know, out of all of the uh, um, schooling and theory that we get, the, 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 the overall message should always lead us back to Christ. I'm, I'm a student. I love to, to study and dissect and research, but at the end of the day, you know, um, whatever we preach and whatever we testify to, it ought to lead someone to the simplicity of the love of Christ and his power to forgive, his power to forgive. If there's nothing else your listeners get today, know that he has the power to forgive. And that that was the main message of Billy Graham. And, and everybody has, a, and let me throw this to, out there too. Everybody who you you see um, who is in any type of leadership or iconic uh, individual in ministry, God gives them a specific area where they will maximize. Miles Monroe taught on the kingdom; that was his thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Prince, uh, you know, God has given him an assignment to continue to. Preach grace. Kenneth Hagin, uh, Fred Price was faith. You had the faith movement. Benny Hinn has the healing assignment. So if you study these these ministries, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, healing ministry, deliverance ministry, and letting it go. Amy McPherson, right. word of knowledge. And 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 sound doctrine. So, uh, you know, uh, the Church of God in Christ. Uh, uh, you know, Mason is deliverance. You know, 
uh, salvation, right, right. the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, you know, Azusa Street, the power of the Holy Ghost. So, um, and all of that should still lead us back to, then you had, a, years ago, you had a big prosperity movement, you know, so, but the, the, the meat of it, sir, should lead us back to the simplicity of there's nothing that we can do or have done that God will not forgive us if we repent. And he has made eternal life available to us. I, I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. And I, I, I think that um, that is probably what is um, missing um, today uh, from, you know, I, I notice I talk to a lot of young people and uh, we have so much information and so much information is available uh, to them. We, you can Google anything and we're yes, dealing with um, very intelligent um, young people as far as uh, book knowledge is going, but as far as, you know, spiritual mm-hmm. things, they don't really understand because everything is at their fingertips and um yeah. I, I think that's that that's sad in today's uh world that we, why we probably have so many problems building the kingdom because we have they have everything but they still don't have Jesus and that and that's the most important yeah. thing and you know and is, and, um, and the other thing too is you can you, you ever hear young people do you ever hear and I know you do you hear young people say well I try to read the bible but I don't understand it you know, or, or they say it, it contradict it contradicts itself, you know, you know, you hear all these things, so many um, uh, one liners, you know, mm-hmm. and and, and, it's, and is, it's a cop out. Yeah, to read the Bible is one thing, um, but the Bible is something that you just can't read; you must experience. It must become, the word must become life. It is something you must experience. Otherwise, it's just words on a page. You must experience it. It must become life. Right. And that's where God wants to take us from uh, logos to rhema. What the logos is, is, is the scripture. It is the text. It is the writing. It is the book. But God has to tell now take that from logos to rhema. What is the revelation? Because you can read a text and you might, you know, you read a text and says, okay, uh, Lazarus. I'm just going to pick some of something. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Okay, so you read the story of Lazarus raised from the dead. You, you get it. Jesus Christ and raised the man from the dead. Uh, but the revelation and it's multiple revelations in that in that text. I'll just snatch one of the top of my head or two. Uh, one of them, one of the prolific revelations is before Jesus gets there, he purposely waits. And that's what Martha and Mary accused him. They said, had you come when we first sent you word, our brother would not have died. Mm-hmm. You see, if you read the story, you're going to say, okay, it was, it was a miracle, something that Supposedly happened in the Old Testament, and the man is raised from the dead, and Jesus calls him out the tomb. But part of the revelation is that he got the message in time. Lazarus hadn't died yet, and they accused Jesus of that. They said, had you come when we first told you 
that the one you love is not a stranger. This is somebody you say you love, and you couldn't trap what you were doing to come and heal him before it got too late. Secondly, not only does he die, but Jesus waits at least four days before he shows up. He gets accused again. Well, what you going to do now? You come now, it's too late. By now, he stinketh, which means all of his organs now had rot. There's no chance for a comeback. Your kidney, your liver, your pancreas now, the organs you need to function are now rotten, and they smell. That's how you know it's rotten. So it was customary at that time that if someone died, they wouldn't bury you until the fourth day or at least four days because they would wait four days to see whether life would come back to you or not. It's almost like a modern coma. If you go to the hospital, somebody's in a coma, you know, they're just living on the machine. So we keep the machine on you just to keep, you know, some, some, some air going in your lungs to see if you're going to come back. Same kind of problem. Right. They would, it was right. customary that they would wait four days to see whether life would come back to the child or the person. You follow me? And yep. after four days, if you wouldn't wake up, if life would not come back to you in four days, then they would go ahead and bury you because by that time, all of your organs, they had already been shut down for four days. They're now rotten. So even if you woke back up, you can't, none of us can live without a kidney and a, and a pancreas and a, and a liver and a heart. All of those organs would now rot. So even if we shocked you back, you, 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 the, the, the organ of your heart and your kidney and livers wouldn't work. So that's why they said after that, it's no coming back. They wrap you in the grave clothes. They put you away. Jesus shows up after science says, the situation is past. It's irreversible. Now, that's a revelation. Sometimes God does, we pray, we fast, we worship, we believe, we walk in faith, we have our prayer partners pray with us for God to come and turn the situation around. And sometimes God does not come in what we perceive to be timely. Right. Sometimes God will wait. He will delay your deliverance until everybody that's looking at the situation says it's irreversible. Then he comes and does what you ask him to do. He performs a miracle, and when that happens, nobody can get the credit. Anytime you call a man who's been wrapped in grave clothes, dead over four days, put into a tomb, sealed up, and by all measure of science, everything is rotten. Jesus comes now, tells him to roll the stone away, he calls the man, which means his hearing has to return, brain function has to return, right. muscles and tendons have to return, heart, which is rotten now and decayed and smelling, has to now begin to operate and function again, push blood to the legs for him to get up. Nobody carried Lazarus out to get up and walk out. The rhema of that simple story is that sometimes God will delay until all of the all of the all of the rules are broken. Mm. That's good. Until nobody can get the credit, until it's irreversible. That's the rhema of this text. Now, that's Lazarus' testimony. So one one would say, okay, I read this story. What does it have to do with me? See, that's where rhema comes in. What does this Old Testament story, this New Testament story? have to do with me and my life and what I'm going through now. That's the rhema. 
All of us are going through some things that we've been praying about, fasting about, waiting to turn around, and it hasn't turned around. It's delayed. We're aggravated. We're frustrated. Sometimes you don't go to church. You used to go to church every week. That's why all of our churches are not filled every Sunday because the Satan will initiate a problem or situation. And as soon as the situation hits us, the first thing that gets us short is God. You know that, right? That's right. When something happens in life, we get oppressed and depressed. Guess what? The first thing we do is we won't go to church that Sunday because we're too oppressed and depressed. But watch this. You'll still go to work that next Monday. You'll still go take a bath. On time. There are saints, and this is, a, this is what we call preacher talk. There are saints who get oppressed and depressed because they got a problem. They won't come to church for a whole month. Try that on your job. Just try to say, I, I'm, I'm frustrated. I've been praying and going to church and don't seem like nothing working on my life, so I'm not going to work this month. You won't have a job. No job. Unemployed. But you're going to get up and go to work because you're going to get up and go to work because you associate going to that job with your pay, getting a paycheck. And you associate that paycheck with being able to pay your bills. And you associate you associate being able to pay your bills with some sort of stability and life goes on. Not knowing that none of that stuff is your source or your resource. It is God who gives us wealth. It's God who gives you strength to get up and go to the job. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go and thank anybody, worship anybody, show up at anybody's house if I'm going to give anybody credence or priority, it's going to be God. Could you imagine right. if we would just be able to flip, to flip a kingdom and say, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to, I'm going to have more reverence for my time with God than I do my job. That's good. And I don't even know how we got going to see. Most people get five or six days. Most people get five or six, six days. On a job, you get six, six days a, a year. Boy, wouldn't it be something that we could institute that at church? You could only miss services during the year. That would that would be a problem. Oh my God, my I, everybody I, would be fired. Everybody would be unemployed. Everybody yeah. would be spiritually unemployed. Yeah, it would it would take us into a, a, a whole different zone, you know. Right. But um, you 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 made but, a you made a good good a good point um. About how um, when God does something, it's it's undeniable, you know, that He did what mm-hmm. He did, and um, you know, it's a good thing that we, you know, do wait sometimes. Sometimes it, it seems so cliche, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's true. We have to let God do what He does, and we have to do what we do, which is just um, wait. Uh, once again, um, mm-hmm. we're listening to our, our guest here today, Bishop Abram Dixon, and you listen to Global Gospel. Our number here in studio as we draw near uh, the close of the hour is uh, 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with um, Bishop Dixon, and uh, he'll give us uh, his final conclusion uh, for the hour, and he's told us some uh, great information on uh, church history and some uh, foundational principles to salvation. Stay tuned and be blessed.
again, you're listening to Global Gospel. This is your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Bishop Abram Dixon is here. And you need to know on this afternoon that the potter wants to put you back together again. And we've heard some uh, great pointers of how if we just stay faithful uh, in our situation with whatever's going on in our life, certainly the potter will put us back together again. Or as in the case of Lazarus, uh, he brought Lazarus. Uh, back to life even when it looked like it was hopeless and it was all over and he was dead and done Christ showed up in this situation Bishop Dixon I'm telling Bishop? you sir yes sir uh, we're gr- I'm grateful you, that is, you're God here is, with us God is doing some great things man and it's it's a blessing for you to play that song that's one of my all time favorite songs I'm oh, really? telling you um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that song is Tremaine Hawkins. She kills that song. She kills okay. it. The potter wants to put us back together again. And uh, you know, now that now that we now that we're on that, I want to share something just because you said that. Is that all right? Oh, of course. Let me uh, let me just pull that out real quick. That's one of the signature words. Okay. And the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. And then I went down to the potter's house. And there, behold, he wrought a work on the wheel, and the vessel that he made, now here's this word, of clay was marred in the potter's hand. So he okay. made it again, another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. And then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. Uh, this is a great text, a great song, and, uh, and let me just go ahead and share that today. you notice in the text that God calls Jeremiah, and he says, Go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. Yes. They never had a conversation. It says, hear my word. But Jeremiah is now looking at the potter, and he's making something on the wheel. While he's making it on the wheel, it's not evident to Jeremiah what the potter is making yet. Because how, what the potter mm-hmm. does, he takes a lump of clay, and he sits it on the wheel. If you ever saw a right. potter's wheel, and I know I'm going real fast because I want to get it in. If you ever saw a potter's wheel, it, it's a table, a flat table on the top. But it has a foot control on the bottom. Right. And when you push the foot pedal on the bottom, it turns the table in one direction, and then the potter takes the lump of clay and he mars it, he shakes it in the opposite direction. So while the table is going one way, the potter's hand is going the other way. Have you ever been in a season in your life where it seemed like things are going opposite? Mm-hmm. I got a good report from the doctor, bad news at the, at the job. I, my job, I just got a promotion, but the doctor said my health is not good. One thing is going right, another thing is going bad. They're, they're opposite. There's always some friction. Have you ever been through a season where it seems like, man, I, I just can't, once I get over one thing, here comes something else. There's always friction. There's always contention going on. Well, what you don't know, if you look at the story of the potter, there must be friction for the potter to form something. That's good. The table is going in one direction, but the potter is shaping the lump of dirt, clay, 
in another direction. And I really wish I had time to preach this tonight, but you've got to notice the components of clay. There are three major components of clay. In order for the potter to get some clay to work with, he needs three major components to exist. He needs dirt, he needs water, and he needs heat. And then he's got to take that dirt, pour water on it, he's got to form it, he's got to put it in the oven, it has to get heat, the ball, the ball gets a little hard, then he has to sit it up on the shelf, and he has to wait until it matures before he can work with it. Isn't that sounding just like our lives? Mm. God, and I'll prophesy to every listener you have today, God is going to take the dirt of our past and make something great out of us. And how is he going to do that, Dixon? He's going to take the dirt of our past and the tears of our present. Have you ever been crying about something, worrying about something? You don't understand why God didn't change it yet? Because he needs some tears. He needs some water. He's going to take the tears of your present, mix them with the mistakes of your past, the dirt of our past. And then you're going to go through a fiery trial. And then he's going to take that lump of clay and he's going to stick it up on the shelf. And some of us, you could be a pastor, you could be an evangelist, you could be a bishop. You're wondering, why is my ministry not taking off? Why is it taking so long for me to make it? God has you on the shelf. You've been through a past. You've cried about some things. You've been through the fire. You're wondering, why, why, why isn't it working out now? I, I've been through the fire. I cried about it. I, I, I recovered my past. I had to outlive that. What's going on? What's taking so long? God has you on the shelf. And he's maturing you so we can make something great out of you. Now, the shout is, instead of us getting weary in our well-doing, getting oppressed and depressed because what God promised us has not come to fruition yet, if you recognize that you're on the shelf, guess what? The shout is, the potter will never take the time to form something, put it in the fire, mix water with it, and sit it on the shelf if he does not intend to use it. If you're on the shelf, it's because God intends to use you to form something great. Mm. Now we can I shout right that word. And for all of those individuals that. Who lived a life and never made no mistakes For everybody that's under my sound of my voice That never made no mistakes You only made one mistake And you lived a clean life your whole life Well good, because guess what If you don't have some dirt in your past God can't make that very much out of you Never let anybody define define your future by your past because you made a whole lot of mistakes. Maybe God allowed you to make a whole lot of mistakes because he wants to make a bigger vessel out of you. Because mm. if you only got a teaspoon of dirt, I don't care how much water the pot I use, I don't care how long he stood in the oven, if he only got a teaspoon of dirt to wait, work with, he can't make very much. He can't even make a, a small teacup, a saucer with a teaspoon of dirt. But some of us got uh, six pounds or 32 ounces of dirt in our past. Good. Thank God for that, too, because he can make a bigger vessel out of you. Never let anybody wow. use your past to define your future. That's good. That's it's good. called mistake for a reason. All of us have made some mistakes. I want to encourage somebody who feels like the mistakes that they've made. Can I pray? Yes, sir. I want to pray for those who are under the sound of my voice who feel like they, the mistakes that they've made have defined their future. It has become an impediment to your advancement. I want to pray that you get this last revelation, that God's going to use the mistakes of our past to make something great out of us. Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we've talked about many things today. I pray that we've encouraged the kingdom tonight. I pray those that are in leadership would know 
that God, if you have them on the shelf, if there are things in their lives that have been spoken by you, Lord, that have not come to fruition yet, God, you have not forgotten about them. They're on the shelf. You're waiting on them to mature, and you're still going to complete every word, every spoken word, every prophetic word over their lives. You're still going to complete it. I pray now for this nation. I pray for those that are sick under the sound of my voice, those who've lost hope. I pray now, God, that hope would return. Save the unsaved, God. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Those that are troubled, those that are confused, God, bring them into a oneness with you, Lord, that they have not experienced before. And I decree it now that the power of the Holy Ghost would come and arrest every negative thing in their lives, God, and push them to destiny. We decree it and we declare it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank God. We thank God for that uh, word that came from uh, uh, Bishop Abram B. Dixon all the way from the Renewed Mind Ministry in Houston, Texas. And we thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge with us today. We thank you for uh, the prophetic word that you declared to our listeners and each and every uh, one on today. We thank you for your prayer. We just thank you that you took time out of your busy schedule to join uh, global gospel on uh, this afternoon, yes. and certainly we will have to have you back again because oh, yes. we yes. know yes. that uh, yes. we, we, we you can't uh, contain uh, God's word into uh, any time frame. And we know that God's right. word is uh, ever revealing itself, and we know that Tremaine gave you a second win. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, we, we we thank God for uh, that. That second win uh, Bishop any uh, closing remarks You would like to uh, leave with us Before we uh, sign off For the day for this time I thank God For this, uh, this Broadcast I believe that God Has preordained you to grow And to grow and to be lost and sick and dying So I'm praying that your ministry Will continue to grow and flourish I pray that God will open up new stations and new TV stations and radio stations and let you go global. And I pray that people are going to be blessed and healed and delivered by what God has given you to do. Continue to keep your head straight, your mind straight. Keep your eyes on God, and God's going to do great things for you, young man. I'm praying for you. Thank you, Bishop. I certainly received that uh, word from you. And uh, I say God bless you, and thank you again. Thank you to all our listeners. Once again, this was Global Gospel, and we are here every Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m. Please continue to listen in. If you just joined us at the end, immediately following this broadcast, you can listen to the entire program. Thank you. God bless. The potter wants to put you back together again. My God.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.